broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club. Hosted by Douglas Hamandiche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. Once again, people, how are you guys doing? This is Douglas Hamadiche with another episode of the Mic Drop Club. As promised, as we committed to the putting together a three-part series with Jonas Freud, I'm super, super happy to commence this piece of work and share with you guys some very, very interesting, insightful pearls of wisdom that will help you achieve that which is your biggest, brightest, boldest goals or ambition so you can live a life of purpose, one whereby the joy that you experience is aligned to your true values and principles, okay? So with no further delay, I would like to welcome Jonas Freud back to the Mic Drop Club. Jonas, how are you doing? I'm uh, really good and uh, very grateful to be back. Oh. I'm really stoked about to make this three parts to a Kickstarter yeah. for your listeners. F- fantastic. And I should have said that in the queue. Um, sometimes we as human beings need a jump start, like a car that won't, won't start. You need to connect the batteries and give it a jump start. Metaphorically, we need that sometimes to um, make sure that we are hitting our targets, you know, continuing to grow, expand and learn and become better human beings, better versions of ourselves. And for that, sometimes you need to have a kickstart. Okay. So, um, Jonas, um, thank you very much. The honor is ours. You know, the listeners are enjoying the work that you're doing, um, and listening and attentive, attentively to the messages that you have. So for the crafting of this show, to frame this show, we wanted to basically explore, as you rightfully said, it's a three part. So we wanted to first build you up. Okay. Kickstart you as it were from the internal all the way to the ex- external things and um, share with you some sort of principles that will help and guide you along the way. And then obviously the final part is the hardest one, which is the how do we bring these all these things together and how do you implement them in, in life? What practical things can you actually do? So um, so let's just have a discussion about the internal motivators and um, in terms of the philosophies that you embrace, um, Jonas, yeah? How do we start thinking about the internal motivators? Uh, for my knowledge, I started with myself to start talking to myself because many people talk to others a lot. Mm. but I was taught by my parents, like I told before, talk to yourself. 
you are the most important person. Yeah. So there you start. And then you can uh, have a, like a question battery to just try and feel what's good questions for you. So that's what I teach my clients. Yeah. I give them the battery of questions and then the next follow-up, we just sort it out and prioritized. Yeah, prioritized. Yep. Yeah, I get that. So in terms of the the self-talk, I know a lot of people have a very negative way of self-talking to themselves, particularly people that are are high performers. Um, they, they tend, from my experience, um, having a very negative view on themselves. So like when they do something wrong, they really have this internal dialogue that says, you must do better, you are rubbish, and um, you could do much better than that, you know. Um, how would you have a balanced way of having a self-talk that can get the results in terms of achieving your goals, but also doesn't damage your spirit inside, your person inside? That's a really hard question to to find. But if you're resilient and you, you keep walking step by step, uh, you need maybe people around you. Uh, In my life, I had people around me that supported me uh, to to make the self-love most important. And uh, my performance was like the second opinion. So it started well on there. And then my coaches during my martial arts time has also been very supporting. Start with yourself and then everything comes along. Sure, sure. So when you start with yourself, give us a practical example. Like how do you talk to yourself? You know, because, you know, I know we're supposed to be, and rightfully so, um, really unpacking and discussing that mental health. So there's some people might have a fear that if they are, talking to themselves that could be absent from reality so what did you how do you how do you actually start that self-talk and what does it look like for yourself if you can share yeah yeah i started to look into the mirror okay and my first memory looking into the mirror it was not good Mm. but then my parents taught me put a pen in your mouth and then the playful came and when you put a pen in your mouth, yeah. it's impossible to not <laughs> look happy. Okay. A pen, you put a pen in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's something there about, uh, then you got the image Yeah. and you know, yeah. the brain is looking into the image. Yeah. Yeah. So it was from like a nervous guy in the mirror. Yeah. When you put the pen 
in the mouth and suddenly you shine up. Yeah. <laughs> because it's impossible not to shine up yeah. with a pen in your mouth. No, that's excellent. And I think that, that will push away some, some part of the ego as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So you, you see the, the, the playfulness in you comes out. And um, I think people learn as well when they're more happier than when they're tense and, you know. And, you know, this, I started very young, you know. Yeah. How old my parents who understood like you need to be playful yeah. and then it's like i don't have any problem to go on stage and sing mm. even if i know that i'm not singing good for the audience but for me <laughs> it gives me joy wow and i'm uh, giving the audience laugh tears well, that's excellent because that's one of my um, <laughs> biggest fears. Uh, I, karaoke, I think I, I I have to be very intoxicated. <laughs> mm. I, I just can't. You know, I think yeah, I would like to be in a stage whereby I can start there. But I think I've got a voice that really, mm. when, particularly when I sing, that will. Um, Wake up the dead, literally. <laughs> it's the worst, it's the worst voice. I'm completely tone deaf when it comes. In my head, I might be thinking I'm on, on, I'm on tune, but what comes out the mouth? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean, uh, that's what I trained yeah. since young age. Mm. That's why I have so many hours practicing. Yeah. Yeah. They said something about this 10,000 10, hour rule. So how young were you? I mean, my first memory is was six years. Wow. That's what my awareness started. Mm. Uh, but like I told before, I, my parents started when I was three years old. Yeah. That's so it's a lot of experience-based knowledge. Try, failure, learn and do it again. And I mean, the pen trick doesn't work on everybody, but I mean, I think 99.9 will not fail you with a pen in your mouth. Yeah. I'm going to, that's a tip that I'm definitely, definitely going to try as soon as I, as soon as this podcast is finished, I'm going to go and look in the mirror. I've got a pen mm-hmm. in my mouth. <laughs> See. Yeah. So start without the pen. Without the pen. Okay. Yeah. And if you're, um, secure try one minute looking in the mirror yeah because many people stop after 10 seconds yeah. to explore or, or typically I, I look in the mirror long enough to brush my teeth because <laughs> i think that yeah. is that is <laughs> yeah. that, that's the only time yeah. really i'm yeah i look at myself um and you know douglas in school i was uh, based on a have like the worst grade in english Really? Yeah. But I salute you. You're, you're, we're calling you in Sweden. So, yeah. So, no, you know, the Swedes are high performance in English. Yeah. 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 And, so and all the Dutch. my other <laughs> friends are like. No, but your English is superb. I think if I was to speak, attempt to speak Swedish, and this is something that um, the Brits typically have a, a stereotypical problem with, is the fact that we don't embrace and pick up other languages as and we take for granted other 
nationalities, their ability to speak English. So, no, I salute you on that one. I would love to be I able mean, to speak. I mean, it's the mindset. I'm. I know that I'm not perfect or good, mm. but I make my understood, and that's the most uh, important. And exactly. then I, I just turn around to a, a playful. You know, when I was traveling around the world, a quick uh, off way here now. But, you know, the rattlesnake. I didn't know the name rattlesnake when I just saw one. And, you know, to explain that in English, and you don't know it, but you saw it. So I, I told my friends that I stay with, I saw a snake. Mm. Yeah, what kind of snake? <laughs> you know, a shaking bum <laughs> snake. And they understood. Yeah, yeah. What kind yeah. of snake? Yeah, I, I see that a lot. Now, I never forget rattlesnake. No, no, it must have frightened you because I'm terrified of snakes myself. I just don't do snakes. <laughs> I just don't do Yeah, it. no, no, I'm not afraid. You, you're not afraid? It's more like sometimes you don't find the words or then yeah. just describe and, it otherwise. And this is the thing, when we talk about um, like embracing different cultural belief systems, okay? It's like the Eastern side of things. It's Eastern wisdom. Do we have certain teachings that do not translate well into Swedish, into English? It's more about you have to immerse yourself in the culture to fully understand what it means? The main thing is from the Eastern wisdom, but then you need to make it adjustable to, for the Western world. Is yeah, yeah. I had, I had a friend I mean, from um, where was he from? Now I think Thailand, from Thailand, and we had a, um, a Thai curry, in fact, in um, Covent Garden, in London. And I remember, I loved it. This was one of my favorite spots. So when he came over, I wanted to really excite him. Said, "Look, I'm gonna take you to a Thai restaurant." <laughs> And then he ate the Thai curry. And he said, that's not Thai curry. And then it was arguing with the chef. <laughs> and, then, and then the chef, the chef um, um, realizing that it's a fellow person from um, his country, said to him, listen, we have to alter the, the recipe for the Western palate, for the Western mouth to accept the flavors. So is there something that is lost in the translation of, say, Eastern philosophies, wisdom, principles, when it is translated? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, like you said about the Thai curry, it's the same about the truth and truth. Hmm. I mean, we went to Thailand with my kids and the oldest one was studying uh, Buddhism in the school. And you know, the books mm -hmm. have picture on Buddha, a golden one. And when she came back, she just uh, told her friends, hey, I, I visit Buddha. And you know, Buddha was white. Okay. And you know, the kids answer, no, it's not true. It's not Buddha. Buddha is gold. Okay. And then it's like, I taught my kids like, yeah, but they don't know the truth mm. because they 
believe in the books. Mm. And, you know, the school books doesn't always be the truth. Mm. So look beyond on that one to question what it looks like. That's why my two around the world trips makes my experience different what the book says. Yeah. Yeah. You're bridging, you're bridging the gap between the academic the, the yeah. to the practical, the reality as it were, the ultimate reality. And um, you spoke earlier about um, this thing about um, self-love. And um, yeah. I had a conversation with um, Richard Reed, is somebody, a close friend of mine, and he was talking about we, we don't have enough self-compassion. We don't forgive each other well, um, often enough either. Is this, is this the same thing we talk about, self-love? Yeah. In my experience, it is. When you, you crash that um, secure wall of not loving yourself, then the world opens up. Um, because it's a survival thing, I think. The people I meet is often like 30, between 30 and 50s. Mm-hmm. And they've been carrying around this truth for or secure for a long time. When I work with kids, it's much easier to have a quicker development and insight. But when we start to self-love, understand that you love to talk to all others, start with yourself. And uh, then it makes it more understandable to start. Ask you questions that you ask your friends. How are you, Douglas? I ask. But I started this morning. Jonas, how are you? Wow. Yeah. It's so simple, but it takes every day. And even... For me, in the beginning, was like start with myself. Every question yeah. started with, "Okay, I'm gonna ask Douglas how he is." I start with myself. How are you, Jonas? In my mind, and I, yeah, I'm pretty good. Maybe sore in my muscle or whatever mm. before training, and then I ask. Douglas. Okay, start with yourself. Yeah, so easy, step by step. Ask yourself first. So make it a new routine. Yeah, I think that's, and then that's the, um, the guy who is stopping you for self-loving of a girl, of a parrot or whatever you have on your shoulder mm. as people says yeah it yeah. becomes smaller and smaller yeah because uh, yeah i think i think you're right there's something in there in, in the sense of acknowledging your existence you can go through many routines habits to prepare yourself for the day and only until you have somebody ask you that question, how are you? 
you are fully conscious to you being alive in the sense of you exist because somebody else has acknowledged that you are there. But if I'm if I'm processing right, you you should wake up and you should straight away acknowledge yourself. And the best way to do that is to ask yourself, how are you internally? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Brilliant. And then, Excellent. And then in my Excellent. morning routine, it's like, how do I feel? Yeah. And then I do what my body tells me, what it needs. Sometimes it's uh, stretching, uh, yoga. Sometimes it's breathing exercise. Mm. Sometimes it's more deeply meditation also depending on what my schedule looks like that day. So I prepare every morning. Yeah. So I can see that, um, this does take practice because, um, somebody maybe that's new to this way of, um, thinking and, um, behaving, acting even. Um, might have a bias. So for example, if you know that you're supposed to be going to the gym first thing in the morning and you ask yourself, how are you feeling, Douglas? Ask, ask Douglas, how are you feeling? I might give a response <laughs> that would, will demonstrate my level of motivation to go to the gym. So I might say, I feel like crap. I feel rubbish when I don't actually feel rubbish, but it's the fact of going to the gym that's now making me say I feel rubbish. And then that reinforces my reality that I do feel rubbish. Oh, I do. Oh, I've got, oh, got backache. Oh, I can't go to the gym. Oh, oh, the house is messy because people tend to procrastinate by the, the thoughts that ruminate in their minds. They, and that um, stops them from achieving something because they create these other things to do, which I call noise. They bring noise into their, their heads. And then they deal with the noise on top of, instead of doing what they're supposed to be doing or what their intention truly was, because they listen to, or they, have, or they have not practiced trusting that voice inside, I'd guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's common. I mean, uh, just look on my own kid now. She start, started this year to train continuously martial arts. And uh, now just before the summer, she start, started to like, I don't feel so good. I don't want to train. And we were talking about what we actually was. Mm. And exactly what you're talking about. She felt rubbish and like, you know, she will not do good training and so on. Hmm. But I encourage her to go to the training and after the training, we can talk again because I want to build up her self-confidence and self-esteem, what the training gives her. Hmm. So she went to the training and what's happening after she felt energized, happy. And now the muscle memory, the brain memory will reckon that the next time that thought's coming up, she knows what to do. Go to the training, 
but do it on maybe like if you are sore or something in your muscle, mm. you might not go hundred <laughs> percent. It's enough with 80. It's enough. Yeah. So it's again, it's a sense of consistency then, um, and trusting you're trusting yourself and that you'll get through that situation. Yes. Consistency. It's a really good word. I mean, for me, it's resilience. I loved in English word. And, uh, like I lifelong learning, I came across that f- word like 30 years ago when I started training martial arts, it's a lifelong learning. Mm. You might get the black belt and you think that's the end of the road, but no, it's not. It just keep on developing and learning. So for me, it's always been lifelong learning and in the business of work, um, life, I've been a guy who is quick learner, uh, love to uh, develop organizations, mm-hmm. but the organization didn't love to be developed. <laughs> and then I jumped to next company and uh, that's uh, science based also now, like people who are living lifelong learning they will jump. Yeah. 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 It's always better to jump instead of being pushed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. It's, 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 it's always better. And in terms of firearm, when you, when you do this self-talk and um, you talk about questions, like the first fundamental question you said is, how are you? Ask yourself, how are you? Um, in terms of finding purpose, does that come out of that one question? Is that the root of that question? Or how would you, for a young person, help them define or find the purpose in life for them? Um, the purpose to find the purpose of life or... Either, yeah. 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 It's, um, I do um internal in... Um, I check myself by four things and that's like, uh, passion. Passion. What do I love? Yeah. yeah. And, um, from passion it's the next one is like, can I get paid? Can I live on that? Yeah. Maybe yes or no. And the second one, uh, will I be good on that? Yes or no? So I start to question myself about to find a passion Mm. because that's, I think, makes what you're gonna be good in and um, succeed by yourself. Then some, uh, everybody says, you can't live on that one, uh, passion. 
Yeah, until until you can. Because everybody who had a passion and wanted to live on that, they made it. Yeah. It's not a quick fix. It's the resilience again. You might need a second job uh, beside, but you need to have a focus on the passion. Excellent. I, I, I love that. And that's one part I'm going to rewind back when, <laughs> on this podcast because a lot of people go into businesses, go into jobs based upon looking at the other variables, other, other things there in terms of does it pay? You know, is it is a high paying job? You know, opposed to, and I tell my kids when they struggle with the words uh, like passion and I just say to them, look, what, what makes your heart sing? You know, what, what, what really makes your heart sing? What makes, makes you smile like from ear to ear, that big smile and you don't need motivation to, to, to like doing it. It's there. It's, you know, these are things that you need to be, if you don't know what they are, you need to do some searching and be open-minded so that you get that revealed to you. Say yes to everything so, so you can find out what you like. I think a lot of young people say, no, I don't need that vegetable. I don't need that. Then when they're older and they're fine dining in a Thai restaurant or whatever the case may be, that same vegetable that ran, they ran away from <laughs> as a kid, they go, hmm, that is nice. Where has it been all my life? I think... So for those people who don't know passion, their own passions, they should be very open to this lifelong learning, um, openness to learn new things, new textures, new flavors, new places, yeah. all that kind of stuff to identify that passion. The small things means matters, I think. Like I told my kids, like, try at least 30 times. The month, the honeymoon. Try that 30 times. Mm. That curry or that bolognese. Or make your bed 30 times. Do you know what? Making the bed, by the way, sorry for interrupting. I'm now on day, I think, nine. (laughs) Great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to interrupt you there. I do apologize. <laughs> but, uh, okay, then I drop, uh, how do you feel? Do you know, I feel good. It's, it's do you know what? I, I know, I mean, how do you feel just right after you made your bed? Do you know what? If I was to tell you my back is straighter, my back is one of the, the, the physiological changes in, in my posture changes. When I when I'm making the bed, I'm like stooped, like oh, oh, you know, John has told me this stupid thing about making the bed, and the pillow feels like it's twenty kgs, and I throw the pillow there. Then I that's no, I started making the bed, so I either make it properly or I don't make it at all because making a bed not properly looks worse than an unmade bed, right? So I then have to then do the edges, and as a nurse, right. Um, I was trained to make a bed properly, like see the mat, see the sheets. You have to do the triangle with sheets, and it, it, yeah, we were we're trained to make beds, right? So we know there's a process, there's a methodology to making a bed, right? And once you know it, you can't unknow it. So, yeah. and my partner, she's a nurse as well, so she will know what what is that? What is that? I got undo everything 
to put it back to, to normal. So by the time I do that, I'm complaining, Jonas, to be honest with you, <laughs> I say this with all yeah. due respect. I'm not singing and dancing. I'm not having a spoonful of sugar like in um, Bear Poppins and singing while making the bed. No, I'm huffing. I'm puffing. <laughs> but as soon as I finish and leave that room, my back is straight. I'm feeling proud. I'm feeling more confident that I can go on and, and accomplish something because I've already, I've already won. And I wait. I've, for the last nine days, I've been literally waiting, right, for my partner to say, oh, you made the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and ah, I feel so good. Patient on that one. And I feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel good. When, particularly when it's been acknowledged as well. But yeah, but for my own internal, as, as this show is all about the internal stuff, what drives you? Yeah. The external gratification, the external acknowledgement from my partner that, oh, you made the bed. Excellent. I'll be making the bed for us for the last eight, nine years, right? That's good. That's the external stuff. But for me, internally, I get that sense of, and you were right, Jonas, you were so, so right. I get this sense of accomplishment. And I think I could take on the world. At that point, when the bed has been made, nothing in, until I do something else and accomplish it, nothing can face me. I, th- I believe I'm man on the moon. I believe I could do mm-hmm. anything I want to, anything I'm supposed to do that day. I believe I can accomplish it. Even this call today, yeah. I woke up extra early. I done done the same thing, and yeah, you can see the setup. Yeah, consider the last conversation we had. If yeah. you remember, everything's yeah. done. The cameras in place. Yeah, <laughs> the mics are fine. You sound great. <laughs> no, so it's uh, it's just that all about what you're telling me now. What's my experience also are. The people who start with that, because it doesn't matter time of the day. If you start to wake up 4 a.m., you make the bed. Then the day is ahead. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I wanted to like encourage people to do, because that's a good start. We should do a a campaign. We just start a campaign. No, but I mean, it's so easy. And the next step, you know, step by step, you can build up a day to be wonderful if you control it. Wow. And at the end, it's really important also when you go to bed. You know, John. So there is uh, some, uh, also that we talked about, like, to get the best sleep you can get, then you need to prepare also. Yeah. Because during the days you get so stimulated by so many noises that you said. Yeah. So then you need to sort it out. Otherwise you need your brain need to sort it out during the sleep. And that's, we know it's not good. Yeah. I think um, I interrupted I interrupted you again then um, because there was something you said that was really 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 profound. Most in fact, everything you said. I love to be interrupted. Do you do? So, <laughs> I 
I, I apologize for that. Um, I think it's, it's it's obviously we're doing a Zoom connection podcast as well, so we're not as in tandem as we sh- as we should be if we were in person. However, what you were saying is excellent when you talked about because my background in mental health, a lot of people that I've cared for have struggled with control, a feeling that they're out of control a feeling that other people are in control of their destiny. Yeah. Because of them, I can't achieve this. That is important to me. So when you mentioned this thing about you control it by, by setting up the day by step by step. Yeah. I just wanted to give you what we call on the mic drop club. And this is the first time, because I never found the window to give you what we call um, the mic drop like bomb. That means when you drop something that is so profound, you get one of these, right? And I should have done it ages ago, but here we go. This is for you, Jonas. Okay, guys, everybody ready? Atomic Mic Drop. That's for you, right? That's a... <laughs> that's a... Wow. Yeah, because that's what you've you done. Touched my heart. Oh, you do that. You've dropped something on people's heads. Yeah, that's atomic. Because if you take a look at the, every, you know, your your the whole mind kicker philosophy where you're embracing the three parts, isn't it? Technology, philosophy, and the um the training, isn't it? The mental health training. Yeah, right. If you look at the technology side of things, we're communicating now through coronavirus, yeah, on the Zoom platform. It enables us to engage, right? Our young children, they're connected on various platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, everything, yeah? These are platforms. But if you look if you look at, if I'm bringing together everything that you said from making the bed outward is you are creating that platform for you to engage with the world. By make just by starting the day with how are you asking yourself, you're, you're building the blocks for your own platform. Yeah. Acknowledging who you are and align yourself with those things that are important to you and all that, the passions and all the things that we spoke about. And on, and then the, the way it feels in terms of your confidence is raised. So now you are on a, you have, you create the platform for yourself. You create your own Oh, so yeah, that you've created your own platform that you control. So before you've even left the house, you have the evidence, the actual evidence to um, support your belief system that you can achieve things. <laughs> you've got the evidence because you made your bed. <laughs> it's, it's done. You know it's there. You might have got the feedback from that as well. You've actually communicated with yourself. So on all these things, you now demonstrated you can control your environment, your, your physical space. You've controlled it. You've you made your bed. You controlled that. Nobody has come in and changed. You have done it. You have achieved it. So going outside and facing the public in whatever um, vocation job you do, you know you're more confident because you know you can control your environment yourself first yeah wow wow that's why you got a mic drop 
Uh, and you know, when I got the mic drop, my, I felt my tears coming. <laughs> yeah, so thankful. No, uh, no. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm very happy to met you f- no. through all this cert- uncertain time. And I believe that I believe we met before. Yeah, yeah. You felt like a brother uh, who been on my side because what I understood in your English, you translate it so perfectly. If I would be English spoken, I think to make it easy, uh, I go by side, but make it easy for every people to do every day. Yeah, the small things. That's what I think gonna be a better world society individual uh, from that perspective. Oh, that that's excellent. And I think for for our first part in the the Trinity, the Trinity, the three part series, you know, internal motivators, drivers, how we think, finding purpose. I think there, there's so much in this. Um, practical examples as well as you said simplifying things and taking it step by step this is not something that you can just start and become um, proficient and as or expert in it's it's a lifelong thing it's a life's life's work so enjoy the life's work yeah and i look at the time now and i i respect you because i think uh, it's your time now can I give you until the next one? Yeah. 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 The next step. So we got the making the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Day 10 tomorrow. Yeah. We, you're going to try the pen in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try the pen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the third one I will give you on this uh, show. Your separate bedroom to your kitchen, huh? Yes. Yeah. So I want you to, you know, in martial arts, we bow before we go into the mat. Yep. The dojo. Yeah. Yes. Can you try to st- stop at the entrance of your kitchen mm-hmm. and make a bow, standing bow? Have you seen that before? Yes, I have. Yeah. The yep. feet, uh, yeah, feet together and the yep. hands along the thigh. Yeah. Yeah. Make the bow before you enter the kitchen and just a quick intention, what you about to do having breakfast. Okay. So be aware. Yeah. Okay. I'll pay, I'll pay heightened attention to my attention before yeah. I go into the kitchen and I will bow and I'll, yeah. and I'll do the pen exercise as well. And I will feed back live on yeah. the next podcast <laughs> and let you know how I'm getting on. Yeah. So by the time we do the next one, it'll be another probably seven days. So yeah, I'll be on like 16 days worth of, of changing habits and routine. And I'll be yeah. sharing with everybody in terms of my outputs, my output, what, what, what has changed about cool. my thing. So no, thank you very much, Jonas, the My Dog club. Okay. We salute you. Have a great day. You too. Make it a great day. Indeed so. Take care. Thank you for listening. 
Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom. <laughs>